Happy Wednesday, everybody, and welcome to WNHH's C-Click Fix Radio. I'm Paul Bass, welcoming you to another of our weekly looks at what's happening at the grassroots, beneath the mass media radar, in our own community, as well as in communities across the country, through the lens of the C-Click Fix problem-solving website. Joining me, as always, in the studio are C-Click Fix's Caroline Smith and, with his Apple Watch, Ben Berkowitz. With the latest, what, what how's the watch doing? The watch is good. I like the watch. It's <laughs> useful for telling time. Does it also tell you like what to buy? Like if you want coffee, does it know you want coffee? Does it steer you to the coffee place it wants you to go to? Um, I have not used it in that fashion. I think Google is the one, the company that's doing the mind control. So to what's, try to tell what's us Apple's where to go. subversive agenda? So uh, Apple's subversive agenda is to make my wrist look cool. Okay, it well, does yeah. match yeah, yeah. his outfit. It does. It matches your white T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You are accessorized. Excellent. Now, it's too bad our other guests won't be able to see that today. That's true. That's okay. She'll I got a watch line. made for radio. <laughs> <laughs> in a few minutes, we're going to patch in Christina Rothman Liff. Is it Liff? Uh, manager of Access Princeton, the New Jersey Community's Non-Emergency Call Center. And we should mention that today's program was made possible in part thanks to financial support from Yale New Haven Hospital. So, Caroline, what is the latest news from Princeton, New Jersey, according to C-Click Fix? Boom. Let's do it. Okay. So there's a broken fire hydrant Uh uh, that was reported recently by SFB reporter Civic Points 235. Description includes leaking fire hydrant leading to ice slick on road. So the danger... I wonder if the danger is that they won't be able to fight a fire or just that someone's going to get slip on the ice. Seems like dual one that the, it's incredibly slick around it as well as it seems like if a, if it's leaking, it's also defunct. So what did the person say? And what did other people say on there? Sure. So it looks like there's an exchange back and forth between various uh, departments that are on access Princeton, um, including, Oh, it looks like oh twist in the tail. Deborah Mercantini, customer service coordinator, says New Jersey American Water was out at the site and determined that it is the sub the sump pump line from 84 Bayard Lane that is draining to the road. So not the fire hydrant, but a sump pump. So the citizen line. looked at it and saw it near the fire hydrant, made an assumption, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the fire hydrant; it was the sump pump. Exactly. Of course, <clears throat> SFB pipes back pipes back up. Is it okay to drain your SUP pump across a state highway in freezing conditions? Seems like a clear traffic hazard. And Deb uh, chimes back in. The engineering department has been advised of the issue, and they'll be out to inspect the site for violations. So a SUP pump, was that under the road near the hydrant? Sounds like it, yes. Well, it sounds like we have someone on the line who can tell us a little more about that, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, well, welcome to the show, Christina. How you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Because I apologize. I think I mispronounced your last name. It's Rothman Liff? It's Iliff. I live. Oh, I apologize yeah. for that. Well, That's welcome okay. to C-Click Fix Radio. It's great to have you on. It's great to be here. So you are the person who deals with the non-emergency calls that come into Princeton. You go to C-Click Fix and other avenues people take to reach you, correct? Yes, that's correct. So, Christina, what happened with the sump pump or fire hydrant? Do you know what, what was going on? Well, we're still waiting to, to hear back from the engineering department. We did send an email out to them, and they're going to send somebody out to look at it. So we haven't gotten any news back yet. So I'm ignorant about this kind of stuff. Sump pumps. Who owns a sump pump in the road there? Well, it probably belongs to the homeowner, and uh, they just have their, their hose that drains out where it shouldn't be draining. So that's why the engineering department's going to check on that and advise them that it needs they need to find another route for that. 
So what does a sump pump do into your house? What does it bring? It drains the water from the basement so that your basement doesn't flood. Mm. And do most people have sump pumps like that? Uh, a lot of people in New Jersey do, yeah, that have basements. Uh, you need a sump pump so that uh, it'll take the, the groundwater as it comes up from below your basement and it pumps it out. So th- is this a big public hazard? Is there a lot of water there on the street? Um, you know, I don't know exactly. Uh, it was really cold, as you know, over the weekend. And then yesterday we had a very weird day. It was very cold in the morning and icy, but then it was like 60 degrees by yeah, 1 o'clock. Yeah, that was weird, but not that there's climate so, change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think this went in fairly early, so it would have caused an icing condition in the roadway. Yeah, and one quick question about fire hydrants uh, themselves. I feel like fire hydrants are these like really interesting sort of city fixtures that we see all the time. Um, are incredibly, incredibly important, but hardly, hopefully, ever, ever used. Who who owns the fire hydrants in uh, in Princeton? In, in our town, the, the water company is the one that would handle the maintenance of the fire hydrants. In this case, as it turned out, this had nothing to do with the fire hydrant, right? Yep, had nothing to do with it. So they're going to be. So if there's a fire there, God forbid, they will be able to go to the hydrant and get the water out. Yes, we hope. Yeah. Do, you, do you have a lot of sump pump problems in Princeton? Do other people contact you, um, Christina, at your at the government to have problems with uh, leaks like that? You mean like draining where they shouldn't be draining type thing? Yeah, are there other questions? Because when I, in New Haven, I never hear complaints about sump pumps. I mean, do you get other complaints? Was this unusual to hear about this? Uh, it's not really that unusual, no. It's, it is something that has been complained about in the past, so it's not highly unusual. And they're very, like I said, they're very common in New Jersey, at least in this area, because a lot of homes have basements, so they need to get the water out somehow. And okay, well, Caroline, what other news has been going on in Princeton? Sure thing. So there is a snow removal violation, uh, and this was reported recently. Uh, description: Woodside Lane sidewalk not cleared uh, from the Jan- January twenty third storm. And what I thought was interesting about this one is that the uh, the police uh, looks like Lieutenant Thomas. Um, was the one who closed the issue, who received the complaint, complaint and uh, summon was issued from the police, which if, from what I can tell in New Haven, I don't believe that New Haven handles the uh, snow violations here of not cleared sidewalks. And so it's interesting to me that the police handles that. Is that is that true in in uh, in Princeton, Christina? And, and what does that look like? Also, and also for our Livable City Initiative, which is our anti-blight right. agency. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, our police department are responsible for issuing summonses and warning people when it comes to the snow removal violations. Um, they, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, they have a safe neighborhood unit that goes out and they'll they'll check, they'll they'll give the the resident you know a warning, advise them of what the ordinance states, and give them usually 24 to 48 hours uh, to clear it. Uh, the ordinance says that it's they have to be cleared within 48 hours of the snow ending. So most of these snow removal violations went in well after that time frame, and uh, they went out and they, they checked on them and, and they would follow up with it, you know, a day or two later to, to uh, see if it was cleared. And if not, then they'd issue a summons. That's uh, that's super interesting. And Christina, you have actually particularly, like, unique insight into this because you spent, what was it, 15 years in the Princeton Police Department? Is that correct? Yes, I did. That's, I was the dispatcher for them. That's fascinating. And, I mean, first, I mean, off the top, I'd be really curious to hear, how is currently... Uh, the Princeton Police Department using C-Click Fix to to handle these kinds of issues? Um, They're using it a lot, a lot more than I thought they would. The dispatchers are using it 
to put things um, in that need to go to, to other departments, such as animal control, health department, even public works that are non-emergent. You know, they don't need to make immediate contact with them. And they're using the system for that. Uh, I have, like I said, the snow removal violations with the Safe Neighborhood Bureau. And we are still in the process of looking at other ways that we can utilize the system. I know other towns use it for graffiti and things like that. Uh, Princeton doesn't have a lot of graffiti, but it is an option. You know, I've been talking to the police chief about it. Um, but they're really, the police department has been really great in using the system and eliminating that whole pen and paper or that extra phone call for non-emergent things because they know that it gets automatically routed to whoever needs to take care of it. Christina, how often do you get complaints about snow removal? Last week we talked to someone from Burlington, Vermont, where they actually have the public works crews shovel or plow all the people's residential sidewalks as part of their street cleaning. Clearing. I hadn't heard about I, it anywhere else. How often are yeah, how, I, but, but you in New Haven or other towns, we got to chase after the people who don't shovel their sidewalks. How big a problem is it there, and how often do you hear about this problem? Well, this year alone, I mean, we had one huge storm, and there were 84 entries made for snow removal violations in just related to that particular storm. And that's just uh, neighbors ratting out their neighbors? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's what it is. Um, you know, it, it's something that a lot of times you have new residents that come into town they are not familiar with the ordinances, so it's just a matter of education. And other times there's people that actually don't have the means to clear their sidewalks, so they... You mean like they're sick or they're elderly and disabled? Right. Or... right. So what do you do um, in that case? Like how often? I mean, I know you don't have the exact numbers for the 84, but if top of your head guessing, of those 84 complaints you got in the storm, were most of those where you could do something? Like what do you do if the neighbor can't clear her own sidewalk or if the person's new but didn't know about it? Well, uh, the police department will talk to them, you know, and, and if, if they didn't know about it, then nine times out of ten they clear it, you know, fairly promptly. And then if it's someone who doesn't have the means to do it, there's been instances like last year where neighbors were actually watching see click fakes that worked out very well, and they went out and they actually cleared the walk for that person. Yeah, we have you that in New comments. Haven, too. We have a, a superstar yeah. named James Trimble who, like, goes <laughs> from neighborhood to neighborhood in the storms and then clears their driveway. So is C-Click Fix your best answer, citizen power, your best response when you have someone who can't clear, or is there another option? Well, I'd like to use it that way, yeah. And I, since we've seen success with it last year, uh, this year, you know, we're we're trying to do the same thing. If, if you know, so do I you actually post it yourself? Do you say, hey, folks, this person can't clear their, their sidewalk. Can you help us out? Well, that's what I kind of talked to the police department about doing and saying, you know, hey, if there's a particular reason they can't do it, you don't need to get be too specific, but you could say that, you know, they're unable to do it, and hopefully neighbors will chime in like they did last year and help them out. How did the neighbors find out last year? Was it other citizens who posted it, or was it you guys who posted it? It was other citizens that posted it. And then the, the commentary with the police department was that, you know, this person did it to the best of their abilities, and then that prompted the, the other citizens who had seen it and posted it on there to uh, jump in and help out. And how many actual fines did you issue for this 84, this last storm? How many people actually got fined? Um, I'm not 100% sure. I could, you know, I could probably guesstimate maybe 15. Okay. okay. You know, so it wasn't, it, it's not a lot. Most people do take make the effort and, and, and have their sidewalk cleared or, or go out and do it themselves. How much is the fine? I think it's over $100. And uh, and how long do you have to clear your driveway? 
they have um, 48 hours to clear the sidewalk from when the snow stops. Oh. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah. Okay, Carly, we have any other news happening in Princeton? Sure. So we looks like we have sort of a, a slew of different um, restaurant complaints here. Uh, one up top is a restaurant complaint about hot water. Uh, the reporter is actually one of the uh, health officer, Jay Grosser. In the description, it's caller informed health department. There was no hot water being used in restaurant, specifically the kitchen, which uh, I'm curious about in part because I wonder how the caller knew there was no hot water being used in the restaurant. <laughs> was it a competitor? <laughs> in the kitchen. Um, but it looks like this one's still open, um, and the, the health officer assigned this to the actual the health department from there. But, Christina, do you, know any, do you know anything else, any further details on this particular issue? Actually, it was just closed about 15 minutes ago. Oh, right. hey, I need Way a refresh. Go. Way to go, Princeton, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and apparently, based on what I can see, it looks like the, the health inspector went out and there was a part missing from the hot water heater, so it was working intermittently. And it, it has been replaced, and now the hot water is working in all the sinks of the kitchen. Wait, what, what restaurant was that? I don't know. It's at 35 um, Spring Street. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure the name of that So restaurant. do you think this was a competitor trying to get him, or do you think this is someone who was washing her hands or his hands while shop there, just while eating there, and just pulled out his cell phone and went to see Click Fix? What if it was an employee? Oh, that's, that's, that's what I thought. That could be an insider yeah. report. It's very possible. Yeah, it could have been an employee. Um, the health department actually is another one, just to expand a little bit on this. They use this see Click Fix for this reason right here with their restaurant complaints because it uh, puts everything out there, and it really will cut down on Oprah requests for things. Mm. And so they don't have to, you know, everything is, is right there. If anybody has a question about a restaurant such as this, if they want to know if the hot water's back, they refer them right to C-Click-Fix to, to look at it. Well, there was other restaurant uh, complaints going on there, I saw in Princeton. Totally. By the way, that restaurant was D'Angelo Italian Market uh-huh. at 35 Springs Um uh, Another restaurant complaint, uh, reporter uh, Abliski. Um, and it looks like, um, it, it's just actually, it doesn't have much description. It's just a picture of a van that's parked on the sidewalk. Uh, and then it looks like it was actually closed by the police, uh, CEO Kelly. Uh, and the description there is parking enforcement responded and the van was not there at the time. As you reported, this is an ongoing program prog- problem. We will have parking enforcement monitor the area more closely and address any issues as we discover them. If you notice any further violations, please contact the police department directly. And I noticed there was something going on with signs. Some people are having like a battle of signs mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. Um, so a little bit of, 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 of a pun. The title is Sign of Our Times. Uh, <laughs> and it's been acknowledged. Uh, reporter is Jan R. Weinberg. And description, as far as I know, these signs and the, the picture that's included is, a, is a, a picture of a couple signs right in the middle of the sidewalk. Um, are unlawfully placed on the sidewalk, distanced from the building, and left out all night. And as you can see, they're kind of in the middle of the sidewalk, kind of in the way of where pedestrians would be walking. And it looks like uh, the it's been acknowledged, and a, a zoning officer from Princeton, D. Bridger, said, I will follow up with the merchant. So do you have any breaking news on that one, Christina? Has that one been uh, closed out in the last 15 minutes? <laughs> no, it hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but are you allowed to but put I'm... signs out on the sidewalk in Princeton, New Jersey? Isn't that part of the kind of hip new urban thing going on? Um, there is an ordinance about how far they can be replaced from the, uh, the store and, you know, how, when they should be out there. So in essence, this is probably in violation of the ordinance. And why is that? It's not uh, supposed do... to be the center of the sidewalk and are they supposed to bring them in overnight? I believe they are. Right. Yes. 
And I think they you know, this is something so that stolen. happens a lot. Oh, it happens a lot. Yeah, uh, it happens a lot because there's a Nassau Street is is a um, main thoroughfare for a lot mm. of businesses, and they'll put the sandwich board signs up. So a lot of times they'll fall over, you know, the wind will blow them over, and, and they become a tripping hazard or things like that. So there's a lot of instances and complaints about these signs. So people actually take the time to send you pictures about being blocked on the sidewalk with these signs. Mm-hmm. Now, is this a good problem, Christina? Does Nassau Street hop in with good restaurants, lots of people want to go to them? Yes. Yes. There's a lot of good restaurants in Princeton. All right, well, Do you have a favorite one? Yeah, you have a favorite one? Yeah. Um, no, I don't really have a favorite. There's a couple that I like that I frequent. What's the best kind of food you get in Princeton? Like, you know, for anything um, special? Well, jam and crepes is a really good one. Mm-hmm. They make, they, obviously they make crepes and it's uh, all like farm to table type thing, local. What about pizza? Pizza in Princeton? So. <laughs> I got to ask about pizza. The pizza, which pizza? I don't know. What's the best pizza in Princeton? I don't want to create any problems. <laughs> There's Princeton. a complaint on C-Click <laughs> Fix. City official showing favoritism. Of pizza. <laughs> right. Is the pizza good? Are you known for Think Chris? Think yes, crust? there's good pizza in Princeton. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Well, there's good pizza in New Haven, and you're listening in New Haven to C-Click Fix Radio on WNHH, New Haven's home for community radio. Broadcast at 103.5 FM and live streamed at newhavenindependent.org. We're talking C-Click Fix Radio news with Caroline Smith and Ben Berkowitz of C-Click Fix and Christina Rothman Illiff, manager of Access Princeton. Hey, Christina, do you mind hanging on while we talk about some other cities where stuff's going on, and then we'll ask you about what it looks like from Princeton? Sure. You got some time? Thank you. I know you're closing out stuff every 15 minutes, and now you're kind of busy <laughs> over there. Well, ben Berkowitz, what's the latest news in New Haven, according to C-Click Fix? Snow-related. You're kidding. True story, Paul. Wall <laughs> Street, New Haven, Connecticut. That's way on the East Shore near the airport. That, that's right. Actually, I didn't know that. I looked it up before this. Uh, well done. Well done. Honesty, <laughs> transparency the, from uh, Mr. Paul Bass. <laughs> Not a cabbie. <clears throat> Issue number 2,234,948. Over 2 million. Yeah, it's a lot of issues. No, 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 no. Uh, the issue record is global. So you've had over 2 million complaints given. Yeah. Boy, people really kvetch. They did. Well, they're, they're, <laughs> they have reason to kvetch. Yeah. They want their over 2 million event. people helping out. That's right. Helping <laughs> out. Yeah. Constructive. Reframe the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's been viewed 156 times. It was reported on February 15th, and the description is as followed. And this is the reporter's name is Hall Street with 170 civic points. Hall Street is a hill, and no sand trucks have come by yet. People are getting stuck going up the street and are sliding back down the hill. Ooh. Someone is going to get in an accident. Yes. That's the worst. You ever driven up a street and then? You just realize that the car is yeah. sliding in the wrong direction. Yeah, that's a bad feeling. Yeah, it's scary. So what's going on? Ah, the Public Works Department uh, yesterday acknowledged it. They said, we've received your issue and we'll address it as soon as we can. Thanks for reporting. Uh, and then Hall Street responded again. I was w- awakened all night long from cars screeching their way up the hill, sliding back down and smashing into the stop sign. Whoa. Sounds like there Whoa. might be a stop sign. Was that last there. night? Yeah. Was, that, was stuff melted? I guess it wasn't melted last No, time. it probably froze again last so night. Today, Public Works, they're going to have some melting going on, right? So that'll probably help. That's right. And it says, usually this street is sanded in a timely manner because of the airport, but yesterday it was unacceptable. Um, so Public Works has come on as of 33 minutes ago and said, it is sanded. Issue resolved. If you need to report another issue, submit to C-Click Fix or call Department of Public Works at 203-946-7700. So, of closed. course, the question is, the case is closed, <clears throat> but did the sand come 
after it wasn't icy anymore? That's a good question. That's a good question. But better late than never. Better late than never. So it can run down the asphalt and then left to put a pothole fix soon. That's right. And to be fair, the the uh, reporter did indicate that the city has typically been pretty responsive. Right. Here. So it sounds right. like we just an omission. The city. How right. about hills in Princeton, New Jersey, Christina? Are you have many of those? Do they pose special problems for sanding or do you have other methods of dealing with it? Yeah, we have a couple roads that sometimes end up getting closed when the, mm. the weather is bad because they just can't keep up with getting the snow and the ice out of the way. There's only about two or three of them, but they're they're chronic problems. Well, people who live there still have to get in and out, right? Yeah, they do, and, and hopefully they, they do it carefully. But if we can, we, we close off a roadway just for safety reasons. Hmm. That's interesting. Many complaints. Do you get complaints like this one we got on Hall Street? Um, yes, actually. During the last storm, there were some some snow plowing complaints and, and roadway icing complaints that went into the system. So you were busy in that last storm, weren't you, Christina? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty busy. All right. Yeah, it's uh, let's uh, let's jump to the next issue. Yeah, you got shall the we? news going right. on. Ben Excellent, Berkowitz. excellent. Public space, street and drains. Eight thirty nine Chapel Street, New Haven, Connecticut. Zero so six five. Around like Chapel. I mean, near around Olive. Uh, yeah, we're looking more like uh, for like Orange State area, right? Yeah, this is um, near where you are. This is near us. That's yeah. right. So this is in between church and state, roughly on on uh, Chapel, where we all are. Yeah, we're all between church and state at some point. Now. Yeah, that's there. You go. Well done, sir. <laughs> As long Walmart. as they're separated. <laughs> Bingo. Reported by Chapel Watchers, Civic Points, 2,395. What does that mean, Civic Points? That means they post a lot and help each other out? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I we're... love that you guys give people Civic Points. Yeah, that's fun. That's a good you're, way you're to... promote promoting Civic Society. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. How many points do you have, Ben? Ah, this is a oh, good question. Yes. I will get you the answer to that by the end of the show. How, I'm that hoping sound? that is high. It is very because high. Because I think the fact of just running the site and founding it should give you a whole bunch of points. Well, um, we don't give extra points for founding the site. In fact, admins on CClickFix don't include points, but I have a separate user that I use as my resident user, uh, which does... And do you get any scratch for getting a lot of civic points? Like, what 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 do you earn if you if you have high civic? Just feeling good, which which yeah. I think is a reward. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah, it's a, it's a it's a feel good thing. I I will say that there have been cities. I know Corona, California's example has given out like Starbucks cards to their citizens for we achieving. We should have the C Click Fix Awards. We should. Yes. The Fixies. Oh, yeah, I we like should do the it. Fixies. We should do it. Whoa, mm -hmm. we gotta have a special award for James Trimble for going out Definitely. and giving people sidewalks. Yeah, you know, we will sponsor that for you if you want with the, the fixes. <laughs> All right, this sounds like a good deal. What's the venue? Cafe Nine? Oh, I like it. Let's yeah, do it. we should. Yeah, we should support Cafe My Nine. My dream would be that Civic Points gets to a level where people put it like on their resumes or on their LinkedIn. No question. Right. Like, no question. That'd be huge. All right, I have the answer for you. Um, I would, I would be uh, a top candidate for any job uh, <laughs> if it was based in Civic Points. And here's the answer: uh, after the Parks Department. The Department of Public Works, the City of New Haven, uh, that's the general account for the City of New Haven, and in between uh, the Department of Transportation, Traffic, and Parking sits Ben HV, that is my citizen alias, uh, with 94,550 civic points. I'm about to break 100,000. We should have Holy a party. Yes. Yeah. Gypsy up in the air with George Clooney when he got all the uh, points. Yeah, that's right. Flying. That's right. I hope it doesn't feel like that. And then the guy, and it turned out like, what was I doing this for? The cap. Who who would be the captain in this case that would come sit with me? And John DeStefano. John DeStefano. That's right. Right. Excellent. Okay. Uh, so I've reported 763 issues. I've voted for 119. I've made 1,045 comments. 
uh, and you know, I've led a pretty active digital civic life. See, I have to admit that I already, my hat was ready off to you. I All already right. admired your civic. Thank you. Your civic accomplishments, but this that. adds to it. We now could met, met, have metric for it. Excellent. Okay, let's get back to, let's get back <laughs> to this good. one. Sorry. Enough about me. Enough <laughs> <laughs> about you, Ben. Wait, wait, tell me about the news here. Yeah. Excellent. Let me, uh, so what else going on? Yeah, so so we got, um, we have this public street, uh, we have this, this issue, uh, and the description is followed. Uh, bicycle chain to my entry gate. Could Town Green or Public Works please cut the lock on this bike? Can't open my gate, and this is blocking the fire exit, hopefully removed before the beginning of the business day on Monday. Neighbor, I don't think the right people are seeing this on the weekend. And then Matthew Griswold comes in and says, we are back. <laughs> Matthew Griswold works for the Town Green Special Services District, it says. Uh, and he says, we will try to get it today. Um, and that was a day later. So reported on a Sunday, Matt responded on a Monday, um, and uh, Matthew Griswold has come back as of uh, yesterday and said, the bike's gone. So that was pretty quick turnaround. And it's, that's, that sounds like that actually could have been a very serious issue. Mm -hmm. If you can't yeah. get out your fire exit, right. that's a real problem. And then who's responsible for that? So Town Green is, <laughs> is not a public entity. It's not the government, though. It does mm -hmm. a lot of work of government because you have a special tax to create these improvement districts, right. which are controversial. Mm -hmm. And they kind of do extra work keeping after problems. Should the government, I wonder whether the government should have done that or, or Town Green? Well, what's interesting about Town Green, as I understand it, is they do have an agreement with the business owners um, where they can actually um, take action on their property around issues of blight. And so actually they might I don't know. We'd have to ask someone in the city of New Haven, idea. but they might have extra jurisdiction that the city of New Haven doesn't mm -hmm. um, through signed previously signed agreements. And obviously one of the issues here is that they work really well where they are, but do we have mm. a privatized government, mm -hmm. you know, where your taxes go only to help you? Right. On the other hand, it helps the commercial area thrive and really does address problems. Right. Christina, do you have those in Princeton? Do you have these neighborhood improvement districts that you have a special tax they pay and they do some of their own snow clearing and their own... Uh, extra security no not that i'm aware of do you have much uh do you have a, a big income inequality gap in princeton are there poor areas of town um i, I yeah I, I guess you could say that yeah there's there's diversity in town because that's part of what underlies this issue mm, yeah so ben yeah. do you got any other news going on here? i do this is this is a fun one okay <laughs> uh so at 665 orange street new haven connecticut uh, this issue was reported um, about two hours ago. Two hours, okay, breaking news. Breaking news. Um, and I will say that this issue exists not just at uh, 665 Orange Street, uh, since it is a literally literal moving target, but here is the description. It is as follows. Picture of Handsome Dan. Ooh. Uh, yeah, Handsome Dan is a notorious figure around here. Yes, he is. Uh, handsome Dan on Yale shuttle angers my otherwise docile dog. What could this mean? Question mark. So is the dog on the bus or on the street? There is a photo. It is a photo of a large oversized bulldog, uh, which is in the window of every Yale shuttle. Um, and, uh, I actually was the first to comment on this one. But wait a second. I'm still trying to understand the sure. complaint. Was sure. the complainer riding the bus or was he on the street? Oh, no. The complainant is on the street with their dog uh, and actually uh, i know um that this complainant by the way has a german shepherd so this Ooh. is a, a large dog so there's some bad blood between bulldogs and german shepherds in new haven maybe 
Uh, but I think we should jump into the comments because, as I pointed out quickly, uh, this happens to me as well. I think it's hilarious. Uh, so my puggle also uh, responds negatively wow. to Handsome Dan uh, on the on the shuttle bus. And then uh, Clark Street resident has chimed in. I think your dog is exhibiting signs of beautiful dog disorder. Beautiful dog disorder, or BDD, is common among canines, <laughs> <laughs> which don't have the same beautiful looks as their purebred counterparts. Oof. This jealousy Ooh. can lead to signs of aggression, anger, and rare cases, a lack of bladder control. Whoa. Uh, thankfully, Ooh. there's mudazine. Mudazine acts in a way that will quell the inner puppy that fears rejection based on feeling of inferiority. Talk to your vet today about prescribing your dog mudazine. Common side effects can include restlessness, dizziness, haziness, sleepiness, weak eyes, weak knees, weak stomach, weak hearing, stroke, or comma. Don't let your dog cross the street alone on mudazine, and it has shown signs of causing reduced vision and hearing, but only in a small, tiny little portion of the pound population. We care about your dog. Try mudazine today. I'm wondering if we can use some of that for humans, too. Uh, maybe. Yep. So uh, what, what else on this issue? Ninky, registered user 28 <laughs> minutes ago. Our dog, too, has issues when we pull up alongside the bus. bus. Most this is amusing. So this is for real. This is legit. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Dogs have a real reaction to the handsome dance sticker on the transit buses. And so what is what does Nutazine say, or whatever his name is? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, another resident came on and said, uh, ha, ha, ha. The mascot's portrait is supposed to look a bit aggressive and dominant, and your dog may be intimidated. They recognize that another dog is looking out a window in an aggressive way, and they're giving warning to the mascot not to mess with you. See, I've always wondered, Yale is this sort of like aggressive historically institution that pushes its, <laughs> its way people around, but I always thought the bulldog was the opposite. Even though it's called the bulldog, I always thought it kind of lame and unscary. Right. Interesting, right? I mean, so, so William Criscolo has now come on and said it means the dog is a Harvard graduate. <laughs> <laughs> so did Yale respond? Yale has not responded to this. I will say that Yale has been very responsive about reports of their shuttles uh, mm -hmm. uh, going over the speed limit, and so that's that's been very helpful. So, what kind of dog do you have, Ben? I have a puggle, and then I that's have right, some kind of mutt that we what, found. What uh, happens when the puggle sees it? Like, where are you when this happens? Oh, well, we don't live in East Rock anymore, and unfortunately, the shuttles are not in Westville. We should talk about that next. But uh, um, the usually we'll just be we would be walking the dog, and, and he would look up and see the shuttle pull up. It would pull up to the stoplight, and there's just this big dog on the side of the bus, and the dog would go crazy. And what does it do? Oh, he just barks and pulls on the leash and you know, wow. goes really nuts. I mean, my dog isn't super well-behaved, I'll admit that, but, um, <laughs> you know, he's barking an inanimate dog. Wow. Well, Christina, you're in a city, <laughs> Princeton, or I guess you're a town, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you're, like us, you have your dominant employer, University, an Ivy League University, Princeton, right? Right. Do you have a shuttle, a Princeton shuttle? Uh, yeah, the, the university does have a shuttle. It's called the Tiger Transit. Is there a picture of a tiger? Not that I'm aware of. It's, it's painted uh, black and orange, but there's no tiger in the window like this. <laughs> and that doesn't give it, the black, the black and orange doesn't make people freak out, have any kind of flashbacks or anything when it goes by? <laughs> no, not that I know of. You know of. any 60s graduates from Princeton who are still around kind of working off some kind of bad trips? Or... But you know, another <laughs> issue is that Ben brought up Westville. The shuttle's a real issue in New Haven. Because it's, it's, it's a privatized mass transit service. It's a bus that goes through about a third of the town in the center. And it's for Yaleys and for white people who look like Yaleys. And they get to ride free all around and they get really good service. And the rest of the city has crappy bus service. They don't have a lot of people running it. It's a, it's a, it's a service of last resort rather than option. And if you're in certain parts of town, 
you know, it's hardly any service. The routes are, aren't good. After 5.30 or 6, you could barely get a bus. Um, so some of us have looked at Ithaca, New York, where Cornell is, where the Ithaca, where Cornell University pays the public bus system for its students and professors to ride, and that gives them a critical mass, and they have a lot of routes, and it's not a apartheid bus system. Um, ben was mentioning how there's an area of Westville where he and I both live, where there are a lot of Yale people too, where the shuttle does not go from Yale, and you can't really rely on public buses to get after like 5.30 or 6 at night to get you any kind of regular service. So the question there is whether Yale should just extend the service or whether they should follow Ithaca and combine, which is what the mayor in New Haven thinks mm. they should do. What about in Princeton? Is there a public bus service that dovetails with your shuttle service? Does it drain? Does your shuttle service drain from the public bus service? Is there good public bus service? Uh, Princeton offers a freebie bus service. They have a commuter route, which starts real early and will pick up people throughout town and take them to the, uh, the Dinky Station, which is a small train station that takes them over to the main train station. And that runs in the morning and for like four hours or so, and then it also runs in the evening to take people back home. And then they also have a neighborhood bus service that runs throughout town. It stops at some of the the uh, senior housing, and it, it will go, you know, down Main Street, the Nassau Street. It'll go to the shopping center. So uh, there's a government bus, right? Uh, yes, it is. Run is it by state, the town. Yeah. county, or city? It's it's run by the town. Wow, so you tell, we don't have our own bus service. It. That's the other thing the mayor mm. said. She thought maybe we should supplement some of our bus service. We're we're run by the state, which is the state government is dominated by wealthy suburbs, so they really don't give a damn about urban bus service. But I guess it's a different situation. Well, where do you stand on that matter? <laughs> <laughs> ben, do you have any more New Haven reports? I think I think we should jump over to, uh, we're going to Ann Arbor next, Okay, we? Caroline, we're going to take a ride to Ann Arbor here on C-Click Fix Radio. And Caroline Smith, we have reports from Ann Arbor, Michigan, don't we? Sure thing. So the reason why we're choosing Ann Arbor is, one, we're crossing our fingers that they can be on next week. And just last night, the Ann Arbor Council voted unanimously a uh, resolution to approve uh, a purchase order with C-Click Fix uh, for, uh, for their app A2 Fix It. Um, and also their local uh, meetup group, A2 Civic Tech, is inviting some of their government leaders to present on C-Click Fix. Um, so anyway, they're, uh, they're pretty awesome. But one thing I wanted to bring up was this uh, uh, Almendiger rink is empty. So their ice rink, reporter Julia Roberts reports that their ice rink... The Julia Roberts. Might be Julia Roberts. Um, we can only hope. Get a look on that. <laughs> uh, this, uh, this has been viewed 17 times. And uh, the description, we went to use the rink yesterday, Friday, and there was no ice in it. Apparently, when it was warm, it all melted out and no one refilled it. Mm-hmm. It being the weekend and no school break, this is the perfect time for kids to use it. Please refill it ASAP. Mm-hmm. Um, and then an Ann Arbor admin chimes in. The rink at All Mendiger had issues from the start regarding the, the liner. Holes appeared while we were doing the initial fill. We were able to make ice, but once the temperatures rose, we lost the water. After looking at the long-term forecast, we chose not to refill. Mm. And I know Princeton doesn't have any um, any ice rinks, but they do have lakes that can freeze over. You don't have a municipal ice rink, Christina? No, we don't. Because people love our Ralph Walker ice rink. That is, <laughs> families love skating in New Haven. Christina, for you, <laughs> uh, hockey, figure skating, free skate, or other, personally? What's your what's your choice there? To participate in or yes. watch? Yeah, yeah, participate in. <laughs> um, I'm asking about your skills. Um, 
None of the above. None of the above. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, Fair I, enough. Winter what? months, I like to stay inside. Smart, <laughs> smart move. Well played. <laughs> Are you a, a book reader, like a Netflix binger? What do you do when you're inside yeah, James Snow? Netflix. What's yeah. your What's your top go to show for Netflix? Well, we just finished Nurse Jackie. Uh-huh. Oh. Right. Yeah, that was a good one. I've heard good things. I'm not sure about what's up Nurse next. <laughs> I've right. never heard of Nurse Jackie. So, what else we got going in Ann Arbor? Cool. So, we have um, a pedestrian crossing issue. Um, it, it's been acknowledged. Reporter R.F. Baker. Viewed 23 times. Description, crossing Pauline at Edgewood Avenue or Fifth Avenue is dangerous for kids. Can a flashing crossing light be installed? Um, and there's kind of interesting exchange between citizens here. J.B. Moore pipes in. I, uh, I live on Edgewood and agree that the safety for crossing children and other pedestrians must be improved. Deb Wagner um, comes on. Too many crosswalks already, in my opinion, which I personally fervently disagree with. I don't think there is such a thing as too many crosswalks. Mm. And then finally, Kempf says, I think R.F. Baker meant 5th Street, not 5th Avenue. So a, a slight correction um, in, uh, in location. But I think the, the reason why this was compelling to me and a, a kind of question I want to toss over to Christina is I feel like there are a lot of issues that get reported on Cyclic Fix that are a little bit more long term, um, uh, maybe can't be, can't be fixed in, in, in a couple of days. And I'm, I'm curious, how do you guys address these sort of more long term, bigger issues that might take a, a few months uh, to correct, but are potentially really good ideas. Well, a lot of these issues come in, and they're usually uh, engineering issues, whether they be sidewalk or curbing maintenance or, uh, like, line painting, if they faded lines on crosswalks and things like that. Uh, those things are done, like the line painting, I can say, are done, like, twice a year. So they just kind of make a list, and then when that when they bring the person in, you know, the company in to do that, they give them the list, and they say, here, you know, tackle all of this stuff. Uh, the other issues are, are more, like you said, long-term, and it, it, it really depends on the season and it depends on the budget as to when things will get addressed. Is there one particular sort of more long-term issue that's come in and you personally have said, hey, that's a really good, really good idea. I would love that to be, uh, I would love that, that to happen. Um, I Personally, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. Now, flashing lights are more of a policy issue. Christine, you're talking about repainting sidewalks crosswalks but in new haven they debate about whether flashing light helps or hurts sometimes i mean what, what's your feeling on that we've actually been putting quite a few of them in throughout town and i, I think they've been a benefit for town mm -hmm. they sometimes that is in conjunction with the county or the state to uh, install these but we have uh, there's a, a path that runs along a canal in our town and there's three pretty major roadways that cross this, that, that this path will cross. So they have those lighted crosswalks on each of those. And they're, they're really beneficial for drivers. As, as a commuter or someone who drives into town every day, they're really beneficial. At least, you know, it alerts you. It says, hey, there's people coming. Mm -hmm. so well, we I, should hold on to this because next week we're hoping to have someone from Ann Arbor, Michigan on C-Click Fix Radio. I'd like to talk to them more about flashing lights and crosswalks. And Caroline says you can never have too many crosswalks. Let's talk to them about next week. All right. Sounds, Sounds like a plan. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today. Christine Illiff, uh, Rothman Illiff of uh, Princeton, New Jersey, thank you so much for joining us on C-Click Fix Radio. It was a real pleasure to talk to you. See, he even butchers our name, Christina. <laughs> and thanks to Caroline Smith and Ben Berkowitz of C-Click Fix, as always. Thanks to Yellow Haven Hospital for providing some financial support for today's program. And thanks, as always, to the producer of today's program, WNHH Station Manager Lucy Gelman. 
We're going to take it out with the Afro-Semitic experience performing Eliyahu Hanavi from the group's 2002 CD, This is the Afro-Semitic Experience. And this is Paul Bass wishing you a day fixed with sight and wonder, punctuated by just the right amount of mind-blowing clicks. Hang with us here all day and night at WNHH, New Haven's home for community radio, for more local talk and music.